back for another episode of Stream of Thought, Beef. number 78. Beef. Stealing my intro. I'm stealing intro because I want to be the one that gives a shout out to SMT Architects in Lombard, Illinois, because for those who don't know, once upon a time prior to Stream of Thought, we worked on a little project called VNR Media. And uh, that produced straight up a YouTube channel that is no longer available now. We're just doing the podcast. But when we started that up, SMT Architects purchased all of our equipment for us. And we are extremely um, appreciative of that. They have been sponsors since our founding origins. So uh, special thanks to them. And with that, we'll hop into episode number 78, where we talk about... We talk about uh, the history of... The pr- of proof and alcohol percentage. Why is the term proof used? Which we kind of get right or wrong. I don't know. I mean, you get, look at the Wikipedia page yeah. yourself. But we talk about that at the very end. But we start about talking about just daily habits and showering. Yeah. Showering. Why, Do you have a process? Why Rick's is so unorganized? I don't know. I just have everything in one place, which makes sense. Uh, we reminisce on middle school. What we did in gym class, projects. Dangerous, dangerous time for kids our age. Yeah, weird, weird area. And then we talk a little bit. We wrap up with with something else. Some random. I cannot account for every little detail of the conversation. But those are But when can we ever? Yeah, we can't. So episode number 78, Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. How are we recording this episode if I'm in New Why Jersey right now? Why are bananas so gro- funked out right now? Dude, um, I had half of it. I mean, it's just, it's literally just the peel. The peel browns, like the bananas. I lot. know. But, yeah. But people don't get, people get grossed out by, like, brown bananas, like spots. And I don't, but this is, like, a couple <laughs> levels above. <laughs> All right. You know this what? is a, a few levels. Out of sight, out of, out of sight, out of mind. A few levels above. That which I'm I know, used I to. I wish we had some visuals right now because, yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. How's your stomach? It's fine. <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell? Oh, man. Um, yeah. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> the holiday that happened a long time ago. Yeah. It's a stupid fucking holiday and uh, I don't like it. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. What did Have we talked about favorite holidays? Yeah. We have. Back in episode, like, 20. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. So, what I was going to ask was, as I was getting ready to tape, I texted you, hey, I'm going to hop in the shower. Yeah. I'll be over, and you're like, I'll be over in basically, like, 26 minutes. So, that got me thinking, how long does it normally take for you to go through the process of, like, the shower and then post-shower, like, getting everything (laughs) ready? I'm just curious because I yeah, I I have my own personal take and experience, but I'm I'm interested to see what your initial It sometimes can is. be a little bit of a process. Well, you have longer hair too, yeah. so you need like conditioner and stuff, right? I it takes me a little bit longer. Sometimes I don't wash my hair all the time, but uh I did today. I don't know how long I was in the shower for today, but the process from beginning to end, I mean like 
I have to wash my hair, then I have to dry, I have to, like, this certain way that I, like, get all the water out, and then I dry it, and then it's winter still, pretty much, so, like, I lotion you, up, I put lotion on. You lotion up? Yeah, interesting. I fucking hate right. dry skin. Wow. It drives me nuts. I dry skin. It huh. drives me nuts. Yeah. Um, wow. I don't know, I haven't really paid attention to, like, the time frame. It would be interesting to do that, because... You know, if I don't have everything sort of put together and ready to just get get prepped for the day mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, it could take, I mean, it could take up to half an hour, you know, 40 minutes or whatever. Are you kidding me? It should never take Not you that long. Not so oh, I'm okay. talking about post-shower as well. With, like, deodorant, brush teeth, like, floss teeth, like... This uh, includes the shower? Yeah. This is after? This is after the shower. This is, like, 40 doing minutes? all the... All, I'm saying if I'm not organized and I have to go, you know, up and down the stairs to, like, get stuff and things like that, basically it becomes this arduous process. But I've been trying something new the past couple of weeks. That's probably been about a month now where I have, like, stations or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is goofy, but I have all the stuff that I will need for a particular activity like, together. So what I do is instead of putting my clothes in bins like shirts, pants, underwear, socks, mm-hmm. what I'll do is take one of each and, like, make uh, make a package. So, pair of socks, pair of underwear, or, or pair of underwear, underwear, uh, pants, shirt, belt, like, what, like whatever. Mm-hmm. In, 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 and fold it up, fold it up nicely so yeah. it doesn't get wrinkled or anything like this. And this is casual wear. With uh, dress clothes, I'll do that I'll, yeah. hang, I'll do the same thing, but I'll hang it up. And so I'll attach the same sock. Same thing, the like, if you go running, have, have, like, a... Yeah, exactly. Have my Under Armour all ready and folded in a way where all I have to do is just unfurl it and it's all just there and unfolded. Interesting. And so I've discovered that by doing that, all I have to do to get ready to like go and take a shower is just grab a bundle of clothes, a belt, and I'm I'm set to go. I'm ready. (laughs) I have an entire new set of clothes. Yeah. Five seconds. And I'm like, oh my goodness. As opposed to going through every single bin, like, oh, uh, mismatched socks. Like, I have yeah. a, a dozen single socks. Now that I have them with a with a pair of clothes, uh, I've discovered I have not lost a sock in the past four weeks that I've been doing this, which is a wow. first for me. And what I've also done, too, is because sometimes I'll wear jeans twice before I wash them. Mm-hmm. And so I'll create just a, a shirt, underwear, and sock bundle that I can throw after I'm done with this that I can just roll up back okay. and set set for a new one. But then I do the same thing with showering and post uh post prep. Like I have uh all the all my toiletries for the shower set up, shampoo, face uh, face wash, yeah. body wash, loofah, like all those sort of things together right there. Just take it, put it in. Then after I'm done, I have all of my post stuff. So I have um Q tips uh, like a bag of Q-tips and floss together in a mm-hmm. bag with uh, a couple of disposable razors uh, in in a sealable bag, so it's totally clean. And then I put that in a larger, a slightly larger uh, clear bag that has my electric razor, uh, the current disposable razor that I'm using since I normally use each one for about a week or two, mm-hmm. and then uh, deodorant as well. So all that stuff is together. So all I have to do is pick it up. And all my stuff is there. And then as I use each one of them, because I'm doing a dozen things at once, I'll just put it in the bag after I'm done so I know I, like, put my deodorant on first so I put it in the bag. I don't need to use it anymore. And I found that I've cut down my time that I can, I mean, I can take a shower probably in about 100 seconds and clean everything, like, yeah. like be done in 100 seconds. So 
I like four and a half minutes. I've gotten it down to four and a half minutes from the time that I uh, grab my clothes to the time that I'm ready to go. <laughs> I, I, I'm very entertained I, by this, but at the same time, why does it? Why? You, okay, so if I'm not from the time that I get out of the shower to the time that I walk out the door, you know, assuming that like. I just put on my, I have clothes right away. Yeah. I'm, I'm not usually sitting there forever trying to figure out what to wear. I just like grab, put it on. Yes. Um, less than five minutes every time. If I'm not standing there lotioning it up, I know exactly. I'll have all my including things. Including brushing your teeth. Including brushing my teeth, deodorant, razor know. if I happen to use it. Shower. All this stuff is in one, is in the closet in the bathroom in one area. It sounds like you have all this stuff like all over the place. Here's, here's the, I used to. I used to. But here is the benefit, too, of the way that I have constructed it. Like, I can pack up and go in an instant. Like, I have everything that I could need in, like, containers. Like, single containers. All I have to do is pick it up, put it in a bag, and I'm ready to travel. And it's very convenient, I feel like. There's no time and energy spent, well, what am I going to pack for this trip? What am I going to pack for this trip? It's like I have I'd imagine you need clippers, deodorant, Q-tips, toothpaste for every trip, regardless of where you go. Yeah. So, so you're like, what do I need for this trip? What do I need for this? Like, it's the same shit every time you go somewhere. Yeah, but take for yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, exactly. I have to show you how I have my. Uh, I have to show you my bathroom closet, and I don't know. I, I, I like, don't know. <laughs> I like. I like processes. I like, like making things my buddy, simple and efficient. And my it works buddy for me. Chris is like the same way. It's like, oh, I gotta like, oh, put on my deodorant. Oh, now I gotta do this. Now I gotta do that. Now I gotta do this. Nah, 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 nah. It's, it's a like, process. It seems like. It seems like when you do you get distracted in between like deodorant and toothpaste or like because for me it's just like one thing after the other and yeah. then I'm done and it's like less five minutes max. Yeah, I haven't really created a routine necessarily. So are you like brushing your teeth and then you're like, oh, I gotta go put my socks on and then you're putting your socks and you're like, oh wait, I gotta go finish brushing my teeth. No, it's just but never been gotta- in a particular order. And when when you have like twelve things in the processes. And you don't have a particular order, you can forget. Like, I'll forget to put the owner into on one day, or I'll forget to brush my teeth one day, or I'll forget to floss one day, because it's not, I don't do it in a particular order. And because the way my bathroom is, I have my toothbrush and toothpaste in the, in the cabinet. Mm-hmm. The floss, deodorant, and other stuff is in another cabinet behind me, and then under is my oh. razor and all that. So I'm pulling stuff out from all different directions. That's your problem right there. Well, yeah. I have Obviously. everything right in front of me. Yeah. And it's like some shelves. So it's like either this shelf or this shelf down here. Yes. And, and if you're able right to make, in front it, of make it compact for sure. But I found with the clothes thing especially because you're always – I feel like people are all – me anyway. I'm always trying to figure out what outfit I'm going to pick out. Like what shirt of all my shirts am I going to wear today? And why not just pre-select it? Why not just eliminate the indecision in the moment and be like, okay, well, I have, I have a set of clothes that I'm set to go. Don't yeah. need to make a choice. That's one less thing that I have to focus on. So I don't know. It's interesting because I I've never done I've never had the opportunity to have everything just like immediately organized. Maybe in seminary. Yeah. And but and with clothes, I used to always do that too. With dress clothes. I the only time I am indecisive with what to wear is if I'm going out. You know? I just always assume I'm going out. And this is um, how I would dress 
No, oh, like going out, like oh, you mean to the like, city or something, like going out and there's like, like girls partying around or something. Girls, yeah. girls. But uh, I will admit that I have found myself all of a sudden the last few years, like if I'm going somewhere just for the weekend, yeah, you know, what do you need for the weekend? You really only need if you're going to be out of town for let's say you know two days, two nights or something. You really only need maybe three sets of clothes, have a backup for yeah. anything, right? Yes. I find myself like, okay, I, it's like 30 or 40 minutes in and I'm like, wait a minute, why, why am I still packing? Like, I'm, I'm providing myself with options and like, well, these shoes go with these pants, which would go with this shirt, but if I wear this shirt, I have to wear these different shoes, but keep these pants, but maybe if I switch these pants, I can go exactly. with this shirt. Yeah. And I'm just like, the fuck am I doing right now? <laughs> And but it's, but it's uh, it's habit. And yeah, you want you want to appropriate. So, and I'm saying if you were to select that beforehand and be like, I got my shoes with my pants, with my shirt, with all that. But I only do this if I'm going out of town. Yes, like but and it's yeah and it's, yeah yeah. And yeah it's like, you don't travel. And it's like a these lot and it's like the all these outfits are great, but I want options depending on how I'm feeling. Like maybe I need shorts, That's maybe I need sandals, right. but yeah. these sandals will go better with. And I'm, I feel like a woman, and I'm just like, what am I doing to myself right now? I love it. Get it together, Victor. Yeah, man. Just get it together. Hey, you're very, what What do they call it, metrosexual? <laughs> I look, hey, nobody you said know? looking good was easy. <laughs> right. Well, it's it's a it's a talent or, uh, <laughs> that I certainly lack, but, so I'm, I'm, I laud you for it. Yeah. Some, some sort of oh sense of Oh, my goodness. Fashion. I just rely on family and friends to get me something fashionable. And I'll, wear, yeah. I'll wear whatever people buy me. I like to buy my own stuff. I know you do. Um, so some good news. I am going downtown for an audition for Chicago PD for like a speaking role. Being like actually in the program. No way. Yeah. Oh my goodness. How did this come about? My Was it agent just... emailed me. Oh. I was like, hey, uh, she emailed me and was like, she emailed me and I didn't see it right away. And she called me like 45 minutes later and I was at the library, so I couldn't pick up. So she left me a voicemail. And uh, so I emailed her back right away. And then I stepped out and I called her right away just so that I could get to her. I don't know how often she checks her email, you know, but I called her right away too. But she's like, hey, let me know if you can go to, let me know if you can go to Simon Casting on Monday and uh this week at uh, 11 a.m. And I was like, okay, uh, I can do that. So that'll be fun. Wow. That's exciting. That's your first, like, so legit, legit. If I were to, so I go to this audition. I'm going to go. I haven't gone yet. But if I were to get the role, like, I would be on TV. I would have, like, accredited a few minutes of screen time uncredited yeah. speaking role right so um we'll see wow i don't know if it'd be credited or not probably i think the only time they uncredit you is if uh, they if you don't if you don't get paid i, I, I don't know I, the, hope, I don't know the logistics behind that i hope you're like a terrified like bystander so oh my god they shot freddy oh. no in oh, the, the building's burning my baby's if, in there it would be you know what i'm going to do though is if i don't get the role i'll I'll tell you which episode uh, it is. And I'll what tell you what the, I'll tell you what the copy is okay. so that your mom can be like, recognize the scene and I can take a look and be like, wait, they chose this asshole to do, <laughs> to do this scene instead of me? Are you yes. kidding me? Yes. Are you freaking kidding me right now? <laughs> yes. You know? But you're going to get it, so no no need to worry there. I So immediately <laughs> when, I, when I got this email, 
I thought to myself, like, I'm going to get this. I'm going to be on the set. Um, and uh, this is my big break. <laughs> this is my big break. Yeah. Meet all the stars. Pass out my business cards. Yeah. Do you have business cards yet? No. As an actor? We have resumes and headshots as our business cards. Oh, okay. Um, but I was... Uh, I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, it'd be really cool because, I mean, I've been on TV sets just as, like, background, you know, as a... As but a, you've never been involved as with... a sheep, sheep you yes, know? yeah, yeah. Where they talk to the masses as into, opposed to talking to you individually. Being herded into, into one direction or uh, or the other. But I didn't even realize, like, because you said your mom watches all the, sh- the yes. PD. When did these shows start? Like, four or five years ago? They start all so. at the same time or did they, one... They've rolled them out, a show, like... Every year, I guess. I don't know. Was one I, I, a spinoff of another, or did they? I mean, there, I don't there is know. a there is a chronology of how the shows came about. I I don't really know. I don't really watch those shows, right. so I don't I don't follow the trajectory. But but um, I think like Chicago. There's one that just I think Chicago Med started just a year or two ago. I want to say that's the newest one. But I um or when I law? when I uh when I got the email I thought I was like, you know what? Oh man, how great would it be if uh I'm on set and strike up a conversation with Sophia Bush and then, like go on a date with her and then I'm dating her. <laughs> <laughs> wow. People say I'm ambitious. <laughs> that's quite uh yeah. Yeah. Live the dream, man. Live the dream. <laughs> Live the dream. Live the dream. Yeah. Ima- imagine. <laughs> Just keep imagining what will become. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> but yeah. So I'll let you know how that goes. Or maybe I won't. Or and then you'll just you see me won't. on TV. You'll tell me. Yeah. You'll tell so me. So we'll see what happens with that. But that was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. So another just random fun thing. You remember when we did, uh, when we had... Uh, dance classes back in elementary school and junior high. Dance classes? Where we learned how to square dance. Oh, that was in gym class, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that the other day because I remember when we would start the square dancing, you'd have all the guys on one side, all the girls on the other side, and they'd play the music, and it was just like, who, who's my partner going to be? Who's my partner uh-huh. going to be? Oh, it might be this girl. It might be this girl. Oh, it's not. <laughs> Uh, so close. So and then, like, you're hoping to get, like, the pretty girl, mm-hmm. and then it's, like, mm-hmm. just some random-ass, like, person that you've maybe seen three times in the hallway, like, gets the hottest girl. It's like, fuck. What the hell? It always. Yeah. Always I do Promenade. I think. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, and that's when I discovered, too, the the real issues with having hyperhidrosis the fuck the is hyperhidrosis? Uncontrollable, uh, uncontrollable sweating of oh, I don't your have extremities. That, I don't have that problem. So, like, I would get nervous, like, oh, maybe I get to hold hands with a girl. Yeah. Or, like, and then yeah. suddenly my hands start sweating. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, and I'm, like, trying to wipe it off, but the sweat keeps coming back. Like, That's why you oh. got to be like, hey, your hand, I, your hand is, like, put it on, put it on the girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I believe, <laughs> if I am not mistaken... I believe square dancing is the state dance for Illinois. Actually, yeah. There's, uh, there are a bunch of states that have made square dancing the official state dance. I forget that there's 
again, like we said in one of the other episodes, I forget there's an entire state outside of the Chicago <laughs> area. <laughs> now, the reason why I brought up square dancing was, do you know just how racist square dancing actually is? Really? It is its origins and the reason why... Yeah, square dancing, I just confirmed right now. Yes. Okay. It, is it, it has uh, deeply racist roots. And the part of the reason why we all learned how to sl- a square dance has to do with a racist movement to... Yeah, it's a long story. No fucking way. Yes. Yeah. It actually emerges. How? So, square dancing has existed for a long time. Hundreds of years. Like, its er- its earliest was, I think, in Late the 1700s. 1800s, I want to say, is when it first emerged in uh, Europe. I'll do this research while you're speaking. And so, what are you... You're, you're I'm, not, I'm looking to see when it started. I just... But continue. Okay, so, so it maybe started in... in um, it maybe started... Oh, okay, here we go. Possibly due to... So the Western American square dance may be the most widely known... F- form worldwide, possibly due to its association in the 20th century with the romanticized image of the American cowboy. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, they probably started in the 1800s. Yeah. And, I mean, there was no formal – and that's the thing is that it's got a very – because I was trying to do a little bit of research on this. And it's got a very uh, difficult history to pin down as to when it actually started. Mm -hmm. But there are records going back over 100 years. Needless to say, it came to the United States. And uh, it wasn't until about – 19, the 1920s, Henry Ford was developing, you know, the Ford mm-hmm. and the automobile. And he, uh, I don't know if you know, he's notoriously racist yeah. and anti-Semitic. Yeah. And he basically, his attitude was that, um, like, it's the Jews that are trying to rule the world. And it's not necessarily the blacks are trying to rule the world, but they're easily controlled by the Jews. And so <laughs> he had that approach. But he was also a huge proponent of music. And he saw square dancing as the perfect example of what, like, a good, solid, white Christian culture should be doing. He saw this in contrast to the emerging movement of jazz that was being elevated in the mainstream Mm -hmm. at the same period of time. And so he saw jazz as this exotic, foreign, um, like, poison Mm -hmm. coming into American culture. He's like... Well, how can we combat it? So he poured tons and tons of money into foundations, uh, dance foundations, promoted to expanding uh, square dancing as a national thing. And so he he used those organizations to reach out to schools and say, you know, we'll provide dance instructors, we'll give you funds, but you have to do – you have to – It's got to be square dancing. It's got to be square dancing. And so there, there was this ongoing movement – among the, yeah. I just you saw, forgot your I just water. was like, hmm, I'm thirsty right now. Oh, I, I have my water bottle. Oh, oh I completely oh, forgot to fill it up. Oh. Okay, and so it it continued, and you had a lot of these very uh, racist groups that were anti-jazz and wanted wanted to basically keep jazz out of the mainstream. And they thought by making square dance the official dance of the state, it would draw everyone back into this sort of good old fashioned yeah. culture of you know. The good old Puritan <laughs> <Yeah>. Christians, <laughs> uh, you know, very, very, very yeah. formal dancing. However, you know how they did the promenade and promenade, your partner, do si do, yeah. That the emerged, interestingly enough, uh, from catcalls that uh, that or not catcalls. I'm sorry, instructions yelled out by former slaves who were forced to p- perform the square dance for their masters. And so the only, because they, they were never formally taught how to square dance. So they had to call out the moves 
to their dance partners, and that's how Calling It Out came about. Something that Henry Ford he wanted, like he wanted jazz, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, he wanted square dancing as it we understood it, where it's instructed in classes. He wanted that, not realizing that half of it, the calling out of instructions, never existed in white culture prior to got it. Black slaves introducing the verbal commands, okay. and so the verbal commands that we we learned in school. Mm-hmm come from that part of, of black culture that okay. sort of infused its way into this very white dance that was attempting to shut down black culture. Okay. With. So it's very interesting. But, yeah, and so, like, 28 out of 50 states, I think, it's the nation, their national dance. Yeah, it's, it was, that shit was dumb. But, oh, it was so stupid. And <laughs> d- didn't you ever wonder, because I wondered this many times growing up, why square dance? Of all the dances that we could learn, I would have lo- loved to learn, like, how to uh, to waltz or to, oh, you know, like, yeah. or to do a real, like, learn how to real, if especially they taught us because, a real like, if dance. You're, especially, like, us growing up in the Chicagoland area, it seems like something so outdated. I can get this, I can understand outdated, if you're out in, exactly. if you're down yeah. south and I don't know. Springfield or some <laughs> down like south that. in Springfield, yeah. Illinois. <laughs> yeah, those rural hicks. I say that like it's so far away. You say it, it with so much disdain in your no, voice. No, 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 no. I was no. trying to think of any other towns that I know of, which I don't. Like you know, there's Springfield and Peoria. Those are the only places I can think of outside of the Chicagoland area. Rockford barely mm-hmm. is hanging. Rockford's not even part of the Chicagoland Molina. area. That, that that sounds like it's in Iowa. You know what I'm saying? It might actually be Iowa. I don't know, but it sounds like a small-ass place. Yeah. (laughs) But square dancing, I I didn't mind it because I just felt really – it was dumb. But when when we did it, I kind of remember being into it just because it was so goofy. I remember being into it because I got to touch a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Not that way. I know, but – yeah, that was that. That was one of the things that was guaranteed to be done every year, along yeah. with running the mile. Oh, and the wrestling. Mile, yeah. I'm sure there's something racist doing the wrestling, mile too. <laughs> dude. Um, when we did the wrestling portion of gym class, I remember one year in seventh grade. I think it was seventh grade, dude. I got my ass whooped every single time. Every time I got my ass whooped in I wrestling. Don't remember wrestling. We'd roll out the mats, and we'd remember they. We'd roll out the mats, would take up the whole gym, and then we would have the folding mats and divide it into like four sections. Oh, and we keep our yeah. we keep our record on like a note card. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Do you remember uh, Mat Ball? Mat Ball. Do you remember that game? Remind was, me. So we played in the. So it was kind of like kick, probably, it, it sounds, was kind of like kickball. Like I remember it. We played inside in the gym. And those giant blue folding mats. Yes, 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 right? yes. It was it, it was, was kickball it was using kickball, mats. So but, dangerous. But it could bounce off the walls and shit. And you once you got back around to home base, you would just run right back to first base. Every the, it would just keep going and going and going until, until it's out. Every, there's three outs, and then the next team goes up. Yes. And so the score could get up to one time. It, I mean, the score could easily be you know like. 73 to 56 or something yes. crazy like that. But one time I remember we were playing and we were running around and uh, I think it was like Joey Hallman kicked it and he kicked it like sideways and somebody was walking out and remember the two gyms were connected by a hallway mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and someone was walking out of the 
girl's locker room at the same time. The ball went into the locker room. The door closed. And that door was locked from the outside. Like, only the other door was open or something weird oh. like that. Oh. And so we just kept, for, like, it what seems like, you know, an eternity, <laughs> you know, several minutes, we're just... That is ra- so we're funny. Just racking up <laughs> runs. And I remember, like, Miss Whitler, I think was our gym teacher at the time, right? Maybe we combined two gym classes to play. Because we kept score on, like, the flip. The, you flip over this, like, flap. To keep score. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And we got to 99, and I think we had to start back over to <laughs> zero or something like that. Oh, my goodness. That was such a dang- – I remember they ended up stopping doing that. It, uh, it was either our eighth grade or the year after we graduated just because, I mean, you slid on those hard floors playing mat. so ball. much fun. Well, oh, you just, like, man. jump to Talk the about- mat or something like that. But – uh I remember that was like probably one of the most fun games I ever played in gym class. How many times do you get nailed in the head with I the, not very the often, but uh I do remember one time Keith Sinan had the ball and like just threw it as hard as he could. I think it like remember Thomas Welker? He was running the bases oh. and he hit him in the legs. He hit yeah. him he, the ball hit him in the knees or something like that and he was running and he just like hit the ground oh. and just skidded. Oh my goodness. But um, very few times I got nailed in the head with a ball. Yeah. But one time, though, in gym class uh, in middle school, we were outside playing softball. And for some reason, once I would hit the ball, I would just let go of the bat and start to run. So, like, the bat would swing behind me Mm -hmm. a few times. And I think I hit Ryan Taylor in the shins. Oh, my God. One time with with the bat. Oh, you would do that. Then you, I'm sure you would laugh about it afterwards. I'd be like, oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Uh. Whatever. (laughs) But Stickler one time, remember Mike Stickler? And I don't know. I think he he may have done, I can't remember if this was in gym class or if he did track with Hadley. But he, we played soccer together, and um, not in school, but outside of school. And he had broken his arm, and it was because he had jumped over the hurdle. He told me from the wrong direction, so he tripped over the oh. hurdle and broke his arm instead of, you yeah. know, how it falls where with it's you. supposed yeah. to fall. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, the number of injuries. Yeah. I'm just remembering the number of injuries from childhood uh, we really had a pretty unsafe environment i would say have it just, no it's just totally normal but oh, i think it is freak normal. Out, yes people yes. freak out about like safety. stuff's gonna happen but i mean yeah it's it's very interesting how padded everything has become yeah now. it's like yeah there's no excitement anymore yeah if people don't because i think part of the excitement is who's gonna get injured this time or who's yeah. gonna, like what's gonna happen yeah. like there was the uncertainty of anything could happen yeah like somebody could totally break a bone you know today and, yeah you know That'd be the story for the rest of the week. Yeah, but I remember for sure, middle school, all the activities, the gym class. Oh, my gosh. Did you ever go to the, the socials, the dances that had the... Uh, A couple. I did not go very often. Right. It was, like, kind of whatever. But I remember, like, the auditorium was a dance, and then they had the gymnasiums were open for, like, volleyball or basketball. And it was like a social. They didn't call it a dance. They called it a social because you could do different things. And another part of the auditorium, they had, like, board games and stuff. Yeah. But I remember the corner, they had, uh, you know, those, that tube television on the setup with Nintendo 64, I think, oh, a few times. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never I, – I don't think I ever saw that. 
Yeah, I don't really remember. Middle school was pretty fun. Actually, middle school fucking sucked. Middle, but, middle school was yeah. awful. I don't, I don't think anyone ever likes middle school. I, my well, memory of middle school. Well, it's called puberty. My memory of middle puberty. school is like, it was tolerable because it's like, you're not a, you're a kid. You're a child. Dude, but you're like, going you through so many fucking be, changes. I you mean, don't want to be treated as a child and you don't want to hang out with your parents all the time, but you can't drive anywhere. Yeah. And you still have to like. It's a transition yeah, period. Like sucks. you're, you're, you, you're entering that period where you have to realize you, you need to wait. Before you're an adult. Yeah. And it takes a couple of years to come to terms. Like, yeah. I want I I'm an autonomous human being. Like, I can do things on my own. Yeah. I want to do things on my I can't do things on my own. Yeah. Well, this sucks. I'm mad now. Yeah. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. <laughs> and I'm going to take it out on yeah. some random person. High school was where it was at. High school was sweet. No, it wasn't. I hate, you know what I fucking hated about middle school? Being told when you could, when you could and could not go to your locker. I yeah, always remember yeah, staying in my yeah. memory as before school, after school, before lunch, after lunch. Fuck you, lady. If I want to go to my locker in between classes, I will go to my locker in between classes. I hated that. I fucking hated that. Yeah, because what if you forgot something? Because now I'm not trying to carry around my big-ass science book, my big-ass English book, and oh, my big-ass yeah. math book. Yeah, that's right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yep. Because along with middle school, like, you're not now. a full-grown person. So these textbooks that you're carrying in your backpack... These are or, massive These textbooks. are massive books. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah, if you forget your homework or something, like, you got to run in and get your locker. I totally... You are totally right. I completely forgot how much of a nuisance that was to have to carry everything with both arms, like, lugging it around for half a day. And I remember getting to high school... And what? Some people like brought their backpacks with them or something like that. Everyone wore their backpack. Everyone in high wore school. their backpack like in this, high school. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, this is so much easier. Yeah. And you have a locker room where you can keep the the extra heavy books, yeah. and then you can go to it any time to take it out. Yeah. Like you can put books in after classes. Yeah. This is freedom. I hated how uh, my locker was right next to a classroom. So like, anytime I was at my locker. Most of the time, in between, if I was right there, right after class, like people would always be coming in to the classroom or going out. So it was just constant, like people right next to me. I'm just like, ah, oh, like I had the oh. perfect locker. Uh, what was yours? It was uh, the foreign language uh, hallway. Oh, those are those tiny ass lockers, dude. You'd even they were like a half locker. Well, yeah, but I didn't need a large locker. Yeah, I mean, I was perfectly content with it low traffic area yeah it was right by uh my french class like okay um and i had a locker actually right next to the girl annie ricks really yeah i remember she, she, she had a locker right next to me yeah mine was on the second floor uh right next to where remember they used to have that carpeted area and then when we were seniors like they got rid of the carpet yeah that that's my right. locker was yep. right by there mm-hmm. in between the two main stairwells Yes, I do vaguely recall where your locker was, but yeah, she's the only other person who had Ricks in their name outside of. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we. If we go back, we're we're, we're related on some I, uh, genealogy. I went through my yearbook the other day to like look for something in particular, dude. I almost don't even recognize myself in my senior photo. I bet. It, it look, I look so, I mean, it's me. I understand that it's me, but it, I just look so different. You know? You, you have changed a lot. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. I almost, like, don't even recognize myself. <laughs> but, yeah. 
It's a crisis of character. Uh, not really. I'm like over it. I thought about it for like five seconds, and then I went on with the rest of my life. I mean, dude, <laughs> dude you're almost thirty. You're you're getting. To be I know. Old, man. Pumped. It's like <laughs> you're pumped. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. Because thirties, entering your thirties is gonna is you're still youthful. Yes, in yes. Your you're, 30s. you're in your prime when you're in your thirties. Yeah, I mean, you're still youthful for sure. You're definitely not young. Twenties, you can be considered young. But yeah. I feel like 30s is prime of your life. 30s, you're going to need to stretch before and <laughs> after a physical activity, you know? I for stretch, sure. yeah. And uh, you start feeling pains that never – like, no, I'm not complaining about pain, but you're just like stuff is not fun- – you are not as durable. Yeah. Like, you're not as invincible. You're Let not as invincible. Well, you're as not you as uh, malleable as uh, Yes, you where it's like, were. oh, I broke a bone. Okay, this will be healed in a couple yeah. days. Like, I can I can still, you know, I sprained something. Not a big deal. I'll, I'll push through it kind of thing. And now you're like, eh, I, I can yeah. I remember, recover. I remember uh, a few years ago, uh, I was maybe like 25 or 26. I went to Purdue for homecoming with some people. And uh, I'm there and we're drinking and we're having fun. And I remember, like, it was a Saturday still, so I've been out and drinking all day, and I didn't want to go out. And one of my friends is like, oh, what up? Oh, what, Victor, you're just going to be a little bitch? You're not going to go out? not going to drink anymore? And I'm like, no, dude, I'm so tired. Like, I don't want to do this. And uh, oh, I was, oh, being a little bitch, being a little bitch. And then he looks around, he's like, dude, I don't want to do this either. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just playing. Like, dude, I'm so tired right now. This is such bullshit. And then my other friend, Brad, he, like, locked himself in a room. And uh, we're like, come on, get out, get out. Come on, let's go. It's like, dude, you know how time I was locked in the room? I wasn't sleeping. I was online looking to see if there were any hotel rooms available in the area. Oh, my God. <laughs> because we were staying with, like, friends, and it was like, Sleep, you know, you you sleep wherever you can. Yes. And um, I think the night before, I was like sleeping on a on a couch, and like some some uh, girl tried to like kick me off, and I was like, hell no, like absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I am sleeping on a couch. I yeah. Am not sleeping you on the floor. you were always very firm. Yeah. But now, but when I'm getting back to like being entering like your thirties, like I am so over dumb shit, like. Sleeping on the floor, on a futon, on a couch. Like, I would much rather have a hotel room, have my own space, have, you know, have it be quiet. I think there are exceptions. Like, when, but, I, yes, on a, on a standard basis. Because I'm thinking back when Minnesota Victor had his bachelor party uh, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we, there was, I think, eight of us staying in a hotel room. And that was one of those things where people were just all over the place. It was so uncomfortable. I mean... You got to have those Just every like, now and then. You, you do have to have those every now and then, but it's a, it's a good reminder that yeah, like we can't do like I can't do what I did back in college, which mm. was basically sleep on a couch every single night yeah. anymore. You know, it's just not as comfortable. No, and also when I go out, it's like uh, I'm not really trying to get hammered. I just I'm good. Well, with, that's the thing know, too. Is that I'm good. I'm good with. Two to three beers, and then I'd like to go home at 11, midnight at the latest, and start my day the next day and go about. I, I still don't understand how I was able to polish off half a bottle of Everclear and still survive the night. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Dude, we talked about this. I know, but I feel like this kind of sounds familiar, but kind of not. This was this was back... I, I've told this story before. It was back in freshman year college. We were in Half the a bottle of Everclear. I didn't realize that what what a hundred proof meant. I just 
assumed. It means you die, is yeah, what it means. Yeah, <laughs> It was a little less than that, but no, I mean, I, uh, I was like... I, I want to know, why do they... Okay, so that the took me two days to recover. So the from, percentage, the so it's if it's got 50% alcohol, it it's, means it's 100 proof, right? Yeah. Why, why, why don't you just call it 50 proof? Why, what's with the double? I don't know. I mean, I know. it's one of... Are you gonna? I'm gonna start to Google this right now oh because God. then it's like, if something is, let's say, uh, it, I don't know, like, twenty six proof. It's like, well, wait, then you got to do the math, like, yeah, I mean, you know. So as you're as you're looking that up, really, I'm gonna make my prediction, okay. which is it has to do with the psychological uh, thing of making it half of what it is is an easy calculation while making it seem like there's it's less harmful than it actually is. No, but I, if the – but if it says 100 say, proof – okay. Sorry. Yeah, because if you say it's – you know, something is 35 proof, like it's 70% alcohol, but 35 proof sounds better than 70% alcohol. Oh, uh, no, no, no. 30 – no. The proof is double oh, of the, the it's alcohol. the proof is the double. Yeah. Yes, okay. Then I don't know. Maybe it just sounds be- – I don't know. I'm – We need – Totally edit this. Like, no, no, no. We're not going to. No, we're not going to. Dumbass, just speaking out of my ass. No, we're not going to do that. I just want to know why they created the concept of proof. I am sure there's a good reason for that. One of the most interesting. Alcohol proof is a measure of the content of ethanol. Parentheses alcohol. I did not know that. My 29 years on this earth. An alcoholic beverage. The term was originally used in the UK. And was equal to about one and three quarter times the alcohol by volume. The UK now uses the ABV standard instead of alcohol proof, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Uh, history dates back to the 16th century. Mm, all right. Well, I'm just going to have to look this up later because there's way too much going on for me to browse. That, browse that got to teach yeah. you how to research better, man. What do you mean? I'm not... There's ways to... I feel like you are very inefficient with your... I'm on Wikipedia. History. That probably... Wikipedia is not always... Really? Because you said... No, 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 no. Wikipedia is not always... You said, oh, Wikipedia is actually a very, you know, these days, uh, reputable source of information. Let me... Let me clarify. Wikipedia is... If you're planning on learning about something you have no familiarity with and have the time... To read through a Wikipedia article, it can give you a great overview and places to start. However, if you're researching like we're talking right now and you're trying to simultaneously research, there are ways to optimize and find the information that you're looking for while not having to read through a 20-page article on the history of alcohol content. Got it. Interesting. Well, I'm kind of uh, over this, so. Good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Are you doing research now? Yeah. You're doing the proper way to? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let me start the clock then, and we'll figure this out. So, Rick's right now is conducting research on figuring out why <laughs> we use the term proof instead of just referring to the... Uh, and so I'm just referring to the percentage of alcohol. It so far is taking him just as much time to figure this out. It boils as, down to a test involving gunpowder and fire. See, that's not the answer, though. Yes, it is. 
Yes, it is. It ultimate. Okay, so proof. It's and the clock continues uh-huh. to run as he peruses a giant article, which he clearly doesn't have time to digest <laughs> in a few seconds. And he is doing the exact same thing that that I did, which was just browsing. It very was quickly and so it literally meant like it's proof. So when they mixed fire and gunpowder together, it exploded. And that was proof, like, that it worked. And that's the combination, mixture, whatever, they ultimately called proof for whatever reason. Okay. So it comes from a term that originated that pirates used when mixing gunpowder and fire together. And that translated... So point. then if something is 50% alcohol, it's 100 proof, which means it is optimal for lighting on fire. Yeah, I, yes, it's exactly. It's the right it's the right chemical composition to explode. Okay. And the transition from that to how we understand alcohol proof, really the only connection is pirates. I mean, and that they started referring to alcohol and that's how it transitioned, but there's no, there's part of the reason why you weren't able to find it. And part of the reason why I was looking down is that basically you weren't able to find it because you're a dumbass, Victor. There's no, there's no actual history as to how the modern day term terminology of proof came about basically, but it has its origins from the pirates. Okay. That's the long story takeaway of it. All right. Well, see, look, and I was able to solve that riddle (laughs) in a fraction of the time that it would have taken you to come to that realization <laughs> that, in fact, there's no history about it. You would have been looking for a history that didn't exist. Uh, no. Like, that I was, was the st- moral of the story is that part of research is knowing, like, if you're looking for information, be aware that information might not exist. So you have to you have to take that into account in the research process, too. So you're looking for a history. It's like, well, it doesn't matter what you're going to Google because there's no history on it. I mean, and the stuff that will pop up will I, likely be incorrect information. I also did not put effort into researching this. I already had the Wikipedia. I didn't put, I didn't put any I already had the Wikipedia. What did you Google? I, I did an autofill for, I typed in, uh, where does proof in, and I typed the rest of it for me. Where does proof in alcohol come from? I was already on the Wikipedia page, so I'm just browsing the Wikipedia page. Yeah, but the Wikipedia page didn't tell you that there is no definite history as to the translation. That's my point, is that if you're trying to skim, it's it all depends on the circumstance and situation. You have to be very flexible, like an athlete, when you're researching. All right. The circumstance is that I was researching something that I didn't care a whole lot about of. The situation was that I didn't care about it either, but I still find the answer. (laughs) Ego protecting itself. Ego protecting itself. I'm glad you said it. Fine. Gosh. Fine. 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 Listen. Fine. Fine. Listen. It needs to just be a learning experience. (sighs) And I can be neurotic at times, too. I understand. I'm fully aware, my friend. That's why we do the show. All right. So you can tell me what you really think. Well, I think that <laughs> did I episode... Did I totally smother your no. fire? No, I'm no, so no, sorry. No, you didn't. You didn't. You, you didn't. I totally you didn't. pushed you off a cliff. No, no, no. You didn't. Oh. But I was going to say, I think this episode <laughs> is over. <laughs> yeah. We're done uh, I don't really care. Uh, I'm over this. I knew when you started saying that, uh-oh, I lost him. He's, he's done. He's done. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Do your closing statement thing and we'll, we'll wrap it up. No. Moves. Move awkwardly away. No. We're, I'm not. No. We're done. Right now. Done.